From the Tiffany Micah podcast, and welcome to today's episode. Should you be working on your weaknesses? So, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about this topic about the weaknesses. So, some people say, Yes, you know, you should be working on your weaknesses. Some people will say, No, you shouldn't work on your weaknesses. You should always just be working on your strengths. So, I'm going to say, Well, it will depend. And what will it depend on? Well, when it comes to a sport, especially an individual sport, you know what? You're going to have to work on your weaknesses because there are going to be some weaknesses in your game. And if you don't work on those weaknesses, guess what? You're going to get beaten, right? Yeah, you're going to get beaten. That's, that's the fact. Especially if you have weaknesses, you're an individual sports person, you know, like golf or tennis, for example, and you've got some weaknesses in those areas, then you're going to have to do some work on it. You're going to have to improve it and make sure that they become a strength as well. You'll be bulletproof. And here's a couple of examples for you. So these are actually, uh, I've used tennis players as an example and well-known tennis players as an example and Grand Slam tournament winners, right? So they've won, you know, the big events and so on, like Wimbledon and the US Open and the Australian Open and so on. So Novak Djokovic, right? So it was really interesting. I was reading an article about Novak um, not so long ago, but this article was from a few years ago. And his actual weakness in his game was actually his nutrition, because what would happen to him, he'd be burning out through long matches. And I think that I read that his parents had owned a, like a bakery or a pancake shop or something like that. So, he, you know, his breakfast meals especially were, you know, pancakes and, you know, a lot higher in sugar and carbohydrates, etc. So what would happen is that he, you know, and of course he'd be still eating the right foods and so on, but the problem that he was experiencing was that he couldn't maintain that longevity into those big five-set matches. He'd run out of puff, right? He'd run out of fuel to maintain that level of tennis that he knows that he can play, right? He's a magnificent tennis player. I love watching Novak play. I love watching his the way he operates out on the court. I love watching his the incredible focus that he's got, right? You see it in his eyes. So would you consider that to be a weakness? Of course, I do. That's how I look at it, right? If we look at it, that's a, a weak area that was happening in his game. So what did he do? Well, he changed the way he fueled his body because he identified that he was struggling to get through those big matches. So what he did was he flooded his body with the essential nutrients that he needed so that he could be a powerhouse out on the tennis court to ensure that he could outlast anyone. And you can see that. You can see that in, in the way that he operated even watching the Australian Open just a few months ago. He, you know, demolished 
Nadal, Rafael Nadal. Nadal didn't get a look in. So that was just an area for an example is that of course there's going to be other things that are going to contribute to the win, but I was just looking at, okay, well, nutrition is incredibly important as well. So if you're an athlete, I want you to be thinking about your nutrition. If you are a weekend athlete, right, you just play weekend sport, think about your nutrition. If you are a business owner, career person in the sense of building a business or you're in a, you know, a job and you're building your career through your, you know, you want to go up through the ranks, nutrition is incredibly important because we need endurance. We need attention and focus, right? How do we get all of that? We get that through the, the foods that we eat. Here's another example. Steffi Graf. Again, I was a massive fan of Steffi Graf's um, tennis career. Incredibly, um, otherwise I was an incredibly big fan of her, her career. And she won, every, she won every tournament with this massive forehand and a slice backhand. And she won heaps of tournaments, right? She, she won everything. She was, you know, a champion. But what was starting to change was over the years, the powerhouse of tennis was starting to to come about, right? There was more power hitting. So what was coming up for, for Steffi was that her slice backhand wasn't as effective as it used to be because the girls that were coming up and, and chasing her, they were starting to have the biggest strokes, right? Two-handed backhands really powerhouse backhands, powerhouse forehands. And Steffi had this beautiful slice backhand. It was incredible, slice backhand. But what she had to do is she had to change that slice backhand because even though that worked in the past, she had to change that for the future because then it started to become a weakness. So then she had to start developing her backhand into a topspin backhand. But see, that's, that's the difference, right? That's the difference. That's what champions do. They work on their weaknesses, don't they? Adam Scott. Oh, I'm a big fan of Adam Scott. He's a brilliant golfer. If you actually look at his uh, technique in his in his golf swing, ah, oh, that's awesome, right? Technically correct. But yet he struggles with putting. And I remember when I first took up golf, he was like in the top ten in the world. He would have might have even been in the top three in the world. He was like, I'm sure he was like third in the world at the time so that would have been 2004 I think around that time and then what started to happen was that he was starting to struggle with his putting so he started to go down in the rankings then what he did was he moved into the broomstick putter right things changed for him so he could anchor himself better and he started to climb back up the ranks again but again since since that time They've changed again from the broomstick putter. It's no longer legal. And now he has had to change and he's been fiddling with grips and so on so that he knows that he's got to keep working on it, right? It's that saying, you know, drive for show, putt for dough. But he knows that he's got to keep working on improving his putting because that's the most, you know, an incredibly important part of his game because he's got to finish it off, right? Putt for dough. So I believe that it's really important that you do work on your weaknesses because, that's how you're going to improve, isn't it? 
And of course, you've got to continue to work on your strengths and build your strengths, make them even more powerful. But we want to start eliminating weaknesses, right? And we want to constantly work on them. So here's some simple, simple things I'm going to share with you. My weaknesses, right? Sweet foods. Reading. I wasn't a fan of, of, of reading. This is so much. So sweet foods is still a weakness for me, but these are some other things that, that used to come up for me. Reading. was I was not a fan of reading. Paperwork, like in the sense of finances and so on. Not interested. Um, performing under pressure when I was playing sport. Massive weakness. Uh, homework growing up when I was going to school. I hated doing homework. Belief. I had no belief in me. Um, working on working on plans. Well, I was incredibly disorganized and I used to procrastinate a lot and even just selling, selling myself. Right. So those, those are some examples of what my weaknesses were. And so, you know what, I started to work on them. So I went, you know what, I've got to really change what's going on for me. So I went through this huge personal development journey from the age of about 35 and that'll continue for the rest of my life. But what started to happen was like, I better start reading and start really understanding what's going on because I was looking for answers. So I started reading, right? But reading now, I use it to learn, constantly learn and grow, right? And then if things that I learn, I love to share with you. Finances, well, I I went and did a course on how to manage my money better, right? So I could really get a better understanding of how to manage my money so that as my wealth grows, I can understand what I've got to do with my money. Performing under pressure, well, I, what I did, especially in the sports situations, as I understood that that was a massive weakness, I started to put myself in, in pressure situations all the time, so I knew how to deal with that. I'd start meditating, working on staying in the moment, teaching myself how to focus and so on. Went and spent time with sports psychologists and so on, right? And I, and I did courses all the time, right? So this homework thing and doing courses and schoolwork. I hated it. But now I do a lot of courses. I'm always doing a course because I see the value in it. And I always do the homework out of those courses because I see the value in what I'm doing because it helps grow. It helps grow me. The belief, right? No lack, no, no belief, lack of belief. So I've worked really hard on working on trusting me and my decisions, and even if I fail at something, even now, like before when I failed at something, I thought, well, that, was, that you know, I was useless and so on. I use failure as failure as learning, right? That's just feedback. That's all it is. I used to be incredibly disorganized. My husband would call me a cyclone when I would come into the house because I was so disorganized. But now I plan out my weeks, my month, my years, right? I know what I'm doing. I've got systems and habits in place to work on all these plans. You know, selling, selling myself, doing courses on how to sell myself, understanding my my market, what they want, and how to communicate with them. This one's a constant one, though, is managing myself around sweet foods, right? Really, you know, what I'm doing right now is I'm really working on diving into understanding the nutrients of what the body actually needs because I really want to understand why am I craving certain foods. So I want to know what's going on, what kind of discrepancies going on in my body, why am I cra- craving sweet foods all the time. I want to understand that better. So 
those are some examples for you. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to, one, identify what all your weaknesses are. And then two, I want you to write out what you are going to do to turn each weakness into a strength. Okay, that's all you want to do. So one is identify what all your weaknesses are. And two, what you're going to do to turn your weaknesses into a strength. So here's some examples, right? And I'll use golf as a, as a as an example because it's just easy to explain. So let's say you're a golfer and you're struggling with your tee shot. Okay, so that's that's a weakness, right? How are we going to fix that? Okay, well, why don't you go and learn how to hit clean, straight shots? Then you want to go and practice it at the, at the driving range so that you understand what you need to be doing to improve that. Then you want to be going and practicing that out on the golf course, not in competition, just going practicing out on the golf course so that you're putting yourself in that situation so that you can start working on where you've got to line your ball up to and so on so that you're getting those nice, clean, straight shots. And then what you want to do then is then you want to track your how your tee shots are performing when you're out on the golf course when you're playing comp, right? That's an area in which you can then work on. Or putting, for, for example, let's say that you at the moment you're getting at least 40 putts around. Well, why don't you go and learn how to reduce the amount of putts, learn how to read the greens, learn how to get the speed, the speed right for each distance, right? and then you can start tracking your putts, the awareness, Right, so we want to be turning those weaknesses into strengths, but we've got to figure out how we're going to do that. So again, I'll repeat these two questions. So first, you're going to, one, identify all your weaknesses, and then two, what you're going to do is turn each weakness into a strength. Okay? So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard today. If you have 30 seconds to spare, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a five-star review where you hear this episode. That would mean the world to me. If you've got friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes, I'd love it too if you could share them with your friends because remember, we want to build the reach of potential with TIFF community as big as we possibly can and I want you to dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams. Take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye.